0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win in tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Lock, Talk Radio.
2: Wake up. God, you're here.
1: God, you're here. I'm This is an
3: unlawful gathering. This is an unlawful gathering. The
2: truth is
0: out there. The truth is out there. This is the underground. This is new media. This is the underground. This is new media. Ranger fans, remember what's the critical thinking hanger? Ranger fans, remember what's the critical
3: thinking hanger.
2: Of Shirt underground radio today is March, the twenty fifth. It is Tuesday, and back from the stomach flu, the throes of the Ronkonkoma <laughs> virus that's been going around, <laughs> contagion, and the town shut down. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was went oh, hammered down on Lake Ronkonkoma. <laughs> Eddie, how are you?
3: Oh man, just recovering from Legionnaires' disease. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man, I don't know what the fuck went no. on over
3: here, but it was crazy. Got the rickets. I, yeah, I had a bad stomach bug, man. Uh, put me down for two or three days. The boy was down. I was in a dumps. I trying to watch Ranger games, and i getting a little nervous watching these games, but hey, other than that, I'm back. I'm ready to rock. How about these Rangers? Although they were dealt some bad news, uh, or we don't know exactly what kind of news was retracted, but tell the folks what that is.
2: Well, uh, it started going around, I guess, about uh,
3: 2 o'clock
2: Pacific time, which would be 5 o'clock on the East Coast, that Chris Cry Bob McKenzie apparently had tweeted that Chris Kreider had a broken hand and would be out for a month, or as my Italian friends in Bayonne would say, a month uh, and then and then I went and checked Rick Carpinello's page, the great Rick Carpinello, Rangers' report on Low Hud. And he was retweeting it. And then a minute later, he tweeted that the tweet from McKenzie had been deleted. So he wasn't sure if it was real or not. But then apparently a little while later, the Rangers announced that, at the very least, Chris Kreider isn't playing tomorrow night. So I guess the Rangers are just saving him for... The big game against the Oilers on Sunday. Or perhaps the... Right. (laughs) They're saving them for the Canucks game. And we'll we'll try and talk about that shit circus in a couple of minutes. Because you know how we love to revel in in, in Canuck chaos. Oh,
3: yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. uh, Yeah, we we got a lot of things to get to tonight. A lot of things to talk about.
2: Sorry. So that's what's going on with Kreider. Uh, we we've been we've been gone for I don't know a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start with that ridiculous game in, in Ottawa? You want to start with the feistiness in Columbus? You want to start with uh, shutting out Fatso and the Dedels? You want to talk about last night's big come-from-behind win against the Phoenix Coyotes? (laughs) He doesn't want to talk about anything. He hung up the phone. Malkin out for three weeks. Yes. Good evening to all of you in the chat. There he is. I got dropped
3: like a hot potato there. (laughs) (laughs) I got dropped like... What's the last thing you heard? we'll start over. Well let's get to the ridiculous, I think, was the I said you wanna start with
2: the uh, with the the circus in Ottawa, the feisty battle over Columbus. Which by oh, the way was a battle between two seventy eight point teams. Sam Rosen made it sound like some computer simulation between the eighty four Oilers and the seventy five Canadians.
3: Oh, or do you want oh, to start they, with
2: shutting out Tubby and the Devils on Saturday, or the big come from behind win over your Phoenix Coyotes last night?
3: You, well,
2: uh,
3: I mean, just for you comedy You know what we play every time the Rangers beat Marty Bradmore. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Starting tonight, but still, every time the Rangers beat Marty Bradmore, you're going to be hearing this for the rest of the
1: show. <laughs> And
3: I'll just tell you the little story about that. My friend Vic, uh, I I guess like, it was earlier this season I think that we beat him, uh, or last season, he leaves this message on my machine after the Rangers score on him, like (laughs) so I eternally will always hear that. So every time the Rangers beat that Mastin, Brodeur, we're going to play that. So get used to it. You're going to hear a lot today. Uh, The Ottawa game, let's let's briefly touch on that. I thought it was a very sloppy game. Um, I guess this will start my whole philosophy of the post-Ryan Callahan era. er, I think the Rangers – this year have really had an identity crisis problem and it seems they solve it after a while. And, um, which shows, you know, that they got good coaches and they are resilient. Um, but in each bump in the road, uh, they suffer in the loss column. And this has been a season of flux with this team. Um, Starting with the new coach and in the, in, the, in the beginning, and the, the the road, the bad the starting off on the road and getting demolished on the road, and the bad start and the bad schedule. Then the Olympics, then the trade. I mean, it's been just a season where they they've had to try to get an identity going, and they had an identity going right before the Olympic break. But then the Olympics happened, and then the trade happened, and now you have Marty St. Louis in the mix. And uh, I think they are starting to get it together. Um, uh, so that being said, that Ottawa game was kind of a a game where, yeah, they won, but it was an ugly win. Um, you know, Ottawa was not, you know, Ottawa was not that good in that game. The goaltending wasn't that good. The defense surely wasn't that good. Rangers got a lot of goals in that game and you know Ottawa well I think they put four on the Rangers so it wasn't a great defensive effort by the Rangers so I was a little concerned there. But um, they got they got the win and that you know they needed needed the points. So you know I but I was still very concerned about the team and its its identity. And um, it's still not there because Martin St. Louis, which is it's a big topic amongst Ranger fans, Jim, is a lot of people are uh, giving him a, a very short leash and are uh, starting to get on him about not scoring and this and that. And But I don't know how you feel, but I feel like it's going to come. I see the guy doing good things out there. Uh, I see it getting a little bit, he's getting used to his teammates. I mean, that's, so I, I have to say about that. What do you think about that as far as the Martin Saint Louis thing goes? I'm with you. I see him. I mean, it's just a little, a little bit of
2: it's. I think bad luck, and I, you know, he's made some. He's he's involved in the play. I, I he's learning the system. I think a little bit. Um, you know, gripping the stick a little tight, as Dave Maloney would say. uh he'll be f- fine. He'll be fine. I, I, I mean, just in time I, to get bounced out in the first round. He'll be fine. Well, that's that, you no.
3: Know, <laughs> that could very well be <laughs> because I don't. I, as much as I love the New York Rangers, uh, you know, and, and they they do have the makings of a team that could surprise, but it's just. Certain things that just irk me and will irk me to eternity about this team. But anyway, we're not getting too off track. I thought the Ottawa game was okay. They won. Ottawa is struggling. They beat a struggling team. Okay. I wasn't impressed with it, but, you know, it was good enough. It's two points. So then the next game on tap was the, what, Columbus game? Columbus. Columbus. The Friday night at the fights. The Battle the of the Titans.
2: The, the Friday night at power the Yeah, Friday night fights. All right. The power Powerhouse
3: of the NHL. That was the pinnacle. The pinnacle of MSG war- awful broadcasting. I mean, records were set. Geonomes, Geonome, monotones, that styrofoam peanut guy, his uh his headset being jerked off in the middle of it—not literally jerked off, but well, I guess literally jerked off, off his head in mid-sentence as he was about to enlighten us with some more useless information—and you, um, you
2: didn't hear the story about his headphones. They didn't fall off; they jumped. They were committing suicide. They couldn't take it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, wow. Stan, uh, jumping in there. He's like, uh, yeah, well, I think Dave, Dave Maloney really overstated it when he said, this is like a 74 Ranger Flyers battle. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Stan, Dave,
1: <laughs> Stan, Dave
3: Schultz, who, uh, you know, you know, I mean, you, you're kidding me. I mean, you really can't overstate more than that. You know, uh, Dave Schultz had, like, more testosterone than everybody in the building. I mean, I hated the guy. He was disgusting. Uh, you know, disgusting player and probably a disgusting individual. with My only one encounter with Dave Maloney. I mean Dave Maloney. I mean uh, Dave Schultz. Have ever told you about that Dave Schultz encounter? Oh, no. Did you beat him up? No. No. I was young. I guess I was, like, 17, 16. And um, Bill Chadwick used to have his show uh, out here on the island, and um, uh, for on cablevision, and uh, that's where actually John Giannone got his start. He was Bill Chadwick's, like side man, because Chadwick was too uh, he was too shaky to work the phones. Like they used to have like the thing where he'd maybe like he'd be like, "Let's
1: call her, let's call her." And I can't answer the phone. I got and like, a bottle of
3: scotch. He, but basically, that's what would happen. And uh, a lot of my friends would call in and prank Bill, you know, and uh, we still have some on videotape. I don't know. God knows who they are. But, um, you know, and people would be called like, two gays gay, and like, hey! <laughs> and, stuff. But, and then they would start cursing, and then Bill would like fumble to hit the button but couldn't. So they finally, they finally got him a sideman. What? Hire him. me,
1: g I need a sidekick.
2: Answer the folks
3: <laughs> Exactly. So um, I Next used to, up, go to we go to
2: Eddie and run Come on, Eddie.
3: I have no buddy from Holbrook. No, I would be in the audience. The place was like five minutes from my house. So I would meet all there the rangers and all guests. All his guests. And Dave Schultz was one of his guests. And I was wearing my Ranger hat. And I I got up after the show and he's like, uh, does anybody want to ask Dave any questions? And I was like, yeah, Dave, like, you know, um, who was the toughest guy you, you ever fought? And he's like, you're a Ranger fan. Sit down. How dare
1: he? I was a kid. How dare he? Like he—he he, he was such a dick
3: then. How, like how do you be do you a dick to a kid? I'm just a fan. I didn't spit on you in '74. I was nine years old. So he's been a—he was a big dick.
2: <laughs> so you know what's funny if you, if you if you go to YouTube and type in. Bill Chadwick's show in the search bar? Uh three, four the first five of the first ten things that come up are your shows.
3: Yeah. Jeff
1: <laughs> Eddie
3: Well Did needless I to say
1: that anyway, what a that dick. game that was
3: work. A... Uh, fuck you, Dave Schultz. Exactly. So, and it's funny because you know our friend, a mutual Mar- our friend, mutual, our mutual friend Marcy Braverman,
1: mm-hmm.
3: her father, I think it's her grandfather, still believes Dave Schultz was a Nazi.
1: <laughs> he was, he was a Nazi,
3: and he was evil.
1: <laughs>
3: I have to ask her about that. She told me that once. <laughs> Oh, he was so so. Anyway, uh, that game was a very good. Um, I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm
2: sorry, Wrong Schultz. Schultz? Wrong
1: Schultz. Dave Schultz.
2: Is that maybe that's who Grandpa Braverman thought Dave Schultz was? Thought he was John Banner from Hogan's Heroes.
1: I know so nothing. <laughs>
2: Speaking of Joe Micheletti, how about, and sticking with our German theme, how about that dumb cough busted his Achilles tendon playing basketball?
3: What, what is he po- posting up and he hurt
2: himself? <laughs> I mean, you got to figure he shoots like, uh, who's, who's uh, Rick Barry used to throw under his feet? Yeah,
1: he, yeah you know.
2: Probably out oh there God, in a pair of 30-year-old Chuck Taylors with a basketball that still has the laces on it.
1: <laughs> Oops, Micheletti. Hoops.
3: And... <laughs> well, then, so uh, getting Sorry. back to that Columbus game, I think it was a great cohesive game for the Rangers because and Stan's right, he mentioned in, in the chat room, he hadn't, hadn't seen a game like that in years that intense because you saw guys, and this used to happen in the old days, it doesn't happen now, guys who don't normally fight fought. You had Benoit Pouliot fight in that game. You had Nash go at it. And that usually is, that's, you know, and Maloney stressed this, and Sam didn't like it. Sam didn't want to have it. Well, you lose no, Rick Nash no. for <laughs> Oh, no, we'll lose Rick Nash for two shifts. Calm down there, uh, Ham. <laughs> I mean, oh, it really is. Uh, you know. I don't know, Dave. Uh, don't you're know. looking at the player's perspective. <laughs> the player's perspective, Sam. Hang it up. 30 years, hang it up. No. No. Pay no, oh, no attention to okay. Eddie. Comedy gold. <laughs> I mean, I like Maloney because he he know he knows what he's talking about, but he's too chatty, can't shut up. He's calling Zuccarello Matsuccarelli. What? What? He's got the he got the mats. He uh, got the mats. He's better suited for radio, unless he can start editing himself down for. Uh, TV because everything is just uh, he, he's too chatty. He's got to learn when to speak, and that's that's an art when you're switching from radio to TV because um, you know. I can, he kept I saying, can handle. Oh,
2: I just I can handle a guy that's too chatty if he's interesting. If I'm if he's if he's giving me a good what's the word perspective perspective
3: on the perspective. game. Suspective,
2: <laughs> suspective. That's it. I mean, in my opinion, the minute Micheletti opens his mouth, he's too chatty. I get nothing from him whatsoever. I don't mind listening to Dave Maloney, and I, because, and you know what, when they stink, Dave Maloney will tell you they stink. He might not say they stink, but you know, right? He'll yeah, tell he, you what's he certainly... wrong. He'll, he'll break it down for you. Instead, uh, Joe Micheletti will just go on and on about the
3: University of Minnesota. Yes, but I, I think, again, it, it, it's a chain reaction because then Rosen is now out of his comfort zone and now it becomes like they're having a discussion <laughs> rather than calling the game. It's like, wow, well, you know, I think that's a bad penalty. Me my my players going on, it's like, well, from the players' perspective, Dave, but I think that year oh, by the way, did you hear last night when that guy hit the post and he goes, oh, Henrik's glove
1: he listening to again. It hit the post. It was two minutes into the game.
3: Doink! I mean, the whole whole Madison Square Garden heard it. He goes, and it's off Henrik's glove. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm getting way off track with this announcing thing. But the Columbus game, I (laughs) thought was a battle. It was a show of the kind of chutzpah that was saved by
1: Hank. (laughs) (laughs) Saved by Hank. Hank got home. Hand save. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I like that, how it said the whole TV crew is by <laughs> <laughs> Anyway,
1: get me off the announcer. we
3: get back to the game. So, they showed the kind of chutzpah that uh, I thought every Ranger fan wanted to see in that game. What is this? And, uh, they, what I don't know. Marcy Braverman's got me I'm talking about the Bravermans and Oi Bay. I'm just fun. saying. I don't know. I'm just saying that that game had a lot of gumption, a lot of a high battle level, as they say. And Brandon do do nothing. nothing. The return, Hardy was there, every every ex like every ranger ever. And, uh, you know, the Columbus fans were almost a sellout for the return of Rick Nash. I mean, what are you going to do to get a sellout at that place? <clears throat> but, it, was uh, a, it was a lively crowd, though. I'll give them that much. Oh, yeah, because that's what Madison Square Garden lacks now, because it's so spread out. At that building everybody's on top of each other and you're not priced out with like the corporate criminals. So real, real, real hockey fans show up when they show. So, um, you know, although I I have to say the garden was very lively last night. They were loud. So, um, and it was a clutch win. Um, they shut them down, and and I think everybody was pleased. That was one of the better Ranger games in a couple of years, uh, as far as the regular season game. Uh, it was a game they needed to win. Uh, now, in my life, did I ever think I was going to say, "Wow, that Ranger Columbus game was a battle, man"? <laughs> but who knows? It's become a new rivalry now that they're in the the uh, the Glen Metropolitan Division with us. Yeah. So, I mean. It was good. It just it had a lot of good elements, and they're a very physical team. You know, their defense is very physical. Columbus, their forwards drive to the net. Um, They're a very physical team. but, But Jim, that I was upset that they never really ran Bobrovsky. That what what is this asshole doing? What is he doing? He he jabs Nash behind the leg. I mean, that's a dangerous play. Yeah. I mean, but Nash has got, got such a long fuse. I would have jumped him right there. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop looking for a penalty, Rick, and just beat the fuck out of this guy. Right. They should have had uh, Dorset run him or something. And he, he still with the shenanigans in front of the net when when Nash took the shot and, it, and we got robbed out of that goal because it was, what they say? It was the... It was non-reviewable or whatever. I don't know. Incidental contact. I, I, I don't know what the fuck the, the rule it's fucking ridiculous, they, is what it was. Right. And then Nash goes to pick up a stick and Bobrovsky knocks it out of the way. What's wrong with it? What was Bobrovsky? Come on. They should have made him pay. And the guy who, the, hit Moore, who hit more. Who hit more? The guy who crossed John Moore. It was a clean check, but. Teammate gets concussed, and right after that, that's when Pouliot had to fight. We didn't fight the guy that that hit more. It was almost like you know we're sticking up for each other here. We're not going to get run out of. We're not going to get run out of here, which I thought was a was a good was a good a good sign. So they got the win. I think a a lot of people who were down on Nash was having a subpar season. I mean, there's no way we can sugarcoat that, I mean, he's going to probably wind up with 25, 26 goals. That's, it's unacceptable. He doesn't even have that many assists. feel Like 15 assists. Yeah, definitely an and off that, year. Definitely an off year. So, but the, I
2: can't wait to see what the answer for that is. What's the answer? Go get another scorer?
1: <laughs> no.
2: Trade trade more draft picks for another score?
1: Well, no, I, I, I don't think somebody it's else a to score what? with
3: Rick Nash. The, see the difference is here with Vino is it's it, it, you're seeing the Rangers have the goal scoring spread around. We're not just have that one guy and that's it. Now it would be nice. Rangers would have a lot more wins if Rick Nash had 40 goals. But I also think it's a byproduct of the guys he's playing with. I, I'm not really happy with the line he's on. Um, I mean, I'm okay with Stepan. Uh, I, I think to cry to the way he's played, you um, know, he may be hurt over the last month and a half. He doesn't really deserve to be on the first line. He just hasn't been scoring. He hasn't been getting goals. Uh, so. uh, 23
2: goals, missing 17 games? Yeah, see that, I mean, that fall off his pace.
3: Really? That's true and I I will say and, and and that and that missing 17 games was because of that concussion and that concussion it took him a while and you don't know what yeah. these guys each player comes back at his own pace. I mean, um you could, Yeah. You could argue that it was more like missing 22 games
2: by the time he started to look like at least look like himself.
0: But and, I think, and I still and think the, there's
2: times I still still think there's it, uh, he still suffers the symptoms every once in a while because there's some nights he really doesn't look like himself. I mean, there's some nights where he's the dominant player that we expect him to be, and then there's some nights where he just he looks lost. I mean, Carpinello. I think Rick Carpinello puts it best. He's got that Daily National Meter on his on his blog. <laughs> and, you know, some nights the National Meter's off the charts, and some nights it's you know it's it's in the pits. I mean, I don't think his numbers are that far off. He'd like to see him maybe have, you know, a couple more goals and definitely more assists. But like you said, with everybody right. else scoring, I'm not too worried about it. Just to circle back to the, to, well, talking about the Columbus game, I think this might be a nice rivalry with the added, uh, uh, what's the word, intangible of so many of so much cross pollination. You got a lot of guys that right. want to show up their old team, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know Anisimov and and Dubinsky, and then you got Nash and Brassard, and I think it made you know everybody loved Rick Nash coming on the ice. They gave him a little video tribute. By the way, has the Henrik Lundqvist video tribute ended yet? Is that over? Should we have delayed the start of the show? Is that still going?
3: Yeah, I think they're giving him uh, a pack of gum. I wasn't too impressed with what they gave him. They uh, it's like a storm dream <laughs> Oh, I don't know. A picture? What the a hell? A bottle of shampoo? Yeah, really. Right? They are gonna get better.
2: Well, they gave him a guitar. Right. Yeah, they gave him a less pole guitar. Oh. I mean, that's what they're going to give him. What do you give a guy who makes $8 million a year? Oh, hey, when
3: Willie Mays retired, the Mets gave him a freaking pink Cadillac.
2: Yeah, was, uh, times were different then. Guys didn't make millions. What are you going to give Henry a <laughs> They already gave him $8 million. What more do you got to give him? What does he want?
3: Better give glove him a ukulele. hand. <laughs> Better glove. Can we give him a bigger glove? Bigger glove. The bigger fans in there. he man. he been... Should
2: have gave him a bottle of the Selsen Blue as a joke. A bottle of the Selsen Blue and a
3: bottle of Tylenol. <laughs> it's showing every dance for him. Oh, God. He got eliminated, by the way. Oh, yes. I heard sad day oh ter-
2: I'm, I'm devastated words cannot express they really need him
3: back there's definitely a language barrier here hey hey pull in i love you um and speaking of which uh you know as we go down the memory lane of uh ranger fans still pining for hey brandon prust is hurt again wow if you didn't see that he'd be out for the rest of the season apparently he's got some broken something Oh, don't why care. are
1: we starting?
3: Yeah, Ryan Klo, another guy. We need toughness. What, has he got four goals? David Clarkson. We should go after Clarkson. It's freaking horrible. It's terrible. Oh, my God. Design. Who the hell cares? <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, <we're> <laughs> For For g hey Exactly. I mean, these guys, like, trust. We love them. Like, come on, but the, the guys hurt all the time. Do we trust what well, we used to have a saying here? Did someone stole. Trust We trust. We were Presbyterians.
1: The Presbyterian Church.
3: <laughs> yes, I remember that.
1: The whole bit. The
3: whole bit. So, uh... I was encouraged by the the, the Colombo victory. I, I and then you are playing the freaking Devil Dogs, and I'm, I'm waiting. You know, it's you know Rangers don't uh, fare the, too well against the Devil. Devils were backed up against the wall. They needed to the win, and they screwed the pooch. They shit the bed. They slipped the baby, and I couldn't be happier. For the devil, (laughs) I I have a little bit of a uh, a story
2: for the Saturday's game. Oh, give it to me for the uh, for the Devils game. Get a little music going here. Get us in the mood for this. This is uh so good friend of the of the of the show, Nick Ganbarian from Bayside. They are touring. And uh, it just so happened that Saturday, they were here in uh, Tempe, Arizona, playing at Club Red. And uh, Nick was nice enough to put our name on the guest list. And we brought, uh, took my wife and a couple of friends of ours, we went to the show. Got to see Bayside, they put on a tremendous show, but even better than that, I got to Went and picked Nick up at his tour bus, and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and caught the Rangers and Devils. One of the, uh, in the their guitar tech, uh, Dan, came along with us. Pretty cool. Jimmy was absolutely shitting in his pants. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. They're his favorite band. I know. Uh, i but he's so, met I, Nick before. Yeah, but but uh, I've texted you I'm know, telling them, you know, oh, I'm going to pick them up. And, you know, we're going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We're going to, we're going to, ma- yeah, you know, manja. We're, you know, hanging out. We're chilling with the band. And, you know, Jimmy texts me and says, Dad, you realize that you are friends with an international, internationally known rock star. I said, He's friends with an internationally known radio star. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was good to see him. We had a we had a good time and, and he got to meet he got to meet my wife and, and my friend like, and he got I, to I Megan and
3: I don't, oh, I'm sorry. And they I played this song.
2: They, which is to I mean, me this song is about the Rangers.
3: Now <laughs> they're fairly, they're fairly like famous. Right? Yeah.
2: They've been around fourteen years. Um they're currently headlining this tour that they're on. They've got three other bands with them. We, we saw the, the... There were three opening acts. We saw the last of the, of the opening acts. They were pretty good as well. Uh, four years strong. Uh, they were pretty good. And then Bayside came on and played for... I guess about an hour and a half.
3: I um, I told you the story that... When, when Nick was like... I guess... Fifteen, maybe fourteen, he played bass in a band that uh, played the same show as my band. Yeah, I think
2: we, uh, I think we actually talked about yeah. that on the air when Nick came on the show, and he actually like remembered there was something about the story that he that he like remembered, and, and it totally blew your mind. I, I, I'd have to go back and listen to it, too. right? But,
1: but yeah, anyway.
2: It, He's a really, he's a good guy. He really is.
3: He is, and like when I see him, like I, I just, uh, he's a Rangers fan. Like he's a diehard Ranger fan. Like, yeah. So that's all I know him as. I, it would be. I
2: mean. And totally, and, uh, I mean, you know, he he knows his hockey, and you know, what's funny, and I even said we got to we got to see him after the show for just a couple minutes that we could say goodbye and thank him and everything. But, I mean, you he's been to, I think, two or three of our viewing parties, and he's just real laid back, right? Kind of yeah. up against the wall. He'll, he'll you know, talking to, you know, of course, he'll he'll be talking to Jimmy, because Jimmy won't leave his side, and, you know, just real cool, real, what they call chill. On stage, he that... is the most animated guy I've ever seen on stage. He is all over the place. It's great to watch. And he, he works the crowd very well. He... he he, he is a very, very good. Uh, he's got a good uh, stage presence. Very good. I'm glad.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm glad. He's a good guy. It's a good time. Good time. Now, when you were backstage, I mean, I just to get away from the hockey for a second. What, is there like, is it like, like what you think a backstage would be like? With like chicks everywhere, or just like, like no, their girlfriends. This, the back?
2: No, this this was just like a like a club. So Uh you kind of you I mean, you walked in the front of this thing and you're just in like a big in a big room and the bands up at the front of the room and they pack in about, I don't know, maybe six, seven hundred thousand, somewhere between six, seven hundred and a thousand people, if I had to guess, into this room. And then there's kind of like a there's like an outer bar. And then there's an outside patio where you I mean, you can hear the music. Literally, if you wanted to, you could just pull into the Waffle House next door, park in the parking lot, and listen to the music. Uh, I'm sure people do that, but anyway. But uh, and, and when they're done, they you just kind of... It just looked to me like you just walk out the back door of this place, and you're in, like, the back alley, and that's where their bus was. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Ah, so that's we did. That's... We just, because, because that's where we, we parked. I parked my truck right by their bus. So we walked out of the club, around the back of the... And then we walked around the back of the club and waited by my truck and then he came off the bus to look for us to,
3: uh...
1: So let know, me ask
3: you this. Sure. Is, is Jimmy, like... Is, is Bayside to Jimmy, like, you would be like Springsteen? Like Springsteen?
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I
3: even I even said that to... <coughs> excuse me.
2: I said that to Nick. I said, you know... I said, Jimmy's almost 22 now. I said, over the years, I said I've seen a lot of bands kind of come and go with him. You know, one minute he's into this band, and that's all he wants to listen to, and then the next minute, out, you know, I don't listen to them anymore, and then it's all about this band. But he's Bayside's been his favorite for at least, I would say, four to five years now. Ah, uh-huh. so, so yeah. I mean, this is this. You know, I, I've said so- this is like. This is like Bruce Springsteen knocking on my father's door and saying, Can I borrow your snowblower? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like that. It's it's Billy Joel, you know, I, I need a cup of dog food, you know. It's it's that uh it's that type it's that big. In my son's work. Anyway. No,
3: because I, I saw him and his friend at that one viewing party, they were like they were starstruck.
2: <clears throat>
3: yeah, so on uh,
2: Saturday night, my I, I got to read this to you really quick, and then we can, and then if anybody wants, we could go back to talking about hockey. Uh, Jimmy posts on Facebook. Let me find this really quick. Uh, let me see. Here it is. It's coming here. Oh, he's uh, Bayside's bassist, Nick. Personally gave my dad four VIP tickets to their show in AZ tonight and totally hooked them up. Nick also gave us a bunch of shirts. My dad is drunk at a club texting me about how good Four Years Strong is, and then he's going to see my favorite band, and I'm home in bed. My dad is so much cooler than I am. (laughs) Wow. And then one of his friends says, You may be cool but you're never you'll never be Jimmy's dad meeting Bayside's bassist, getting VIP tickets and getting drunk to four years strong, cool.
3: <laughs> oh my god.
2: And then my friend who That's went amazing. with us to the show, she told my son, she's like, Your dad had been drinking since two thirty in the afternoon, which was absolutely true. <laughs> I <laughs> I clocked in very early that day. <laughs> anyway. So that was yes. my Saturday story. We got to see a good game. We got to see most of it, and then we had to get him back to the to do his, his meet and greets. But uh, we got to see most of that game. Uh, always a pleasure to shut out the Devils. No, I, well, to
3: yes,
2: I, mean, come on. Shutout,
3: I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, it don't get better than that. A game like that against Columbus and you shut out the Debbies? I mean, uh, it was... You know? They didn't, didn't put much of a fight, either. No, not really. How does a team like that, they got one of the best power plays, one of the best penalty kills, and they're they going to make the playoffs? And they were going on about Yager, and this. And, but, you know, it, it's funny. I'm, You know, I'm, I'm criticizing him for going on on Yager, but and someone mentioned in the chat room about Rangers getting finishers, and I, I really do agree with the Rangers trying to get some guys who can put the puck in the net. I think they have way too many playmakers and not enough guys who just can get the puck in the back of the net. Now, I know everybody's got 15, 20 goals. I'd like to see them get – if they got Yaga – I'm going to throw it out there. If they got Yager back, would you be pro or con against that? Uh, pro. I think a guy like, uh, Mike Camilleri, I don't know if he's available. He's another guy. He just scores goals. They need more goal scorers. I feel like they don't convert on all the choices that they, the chances they get. Stepan is not a sure thing. Obviously. Um, uh, I don't know what, why is you going to have Whoa. to retire cutter?
2: Hockey news I, I don't is understand. reporting Kreider will miss the rest of the will miss the rest of the oh, regular season. Oh no! Oh no! Yep. Jesus Believed to have Jesus. suffered a broken hand, no. at least a month, oh, if not longer. So, that. Uh,
3: so. He's been so good in the playoffs, too. I mean, that's well, where he's made his ball. But they still have Boyle
2: for the playoffs.
3: <sighs> I know. <laughs> I just said I'm going to kill myself. It's not that bad. I mean, it has been good, but, uh, you know, he hasn't been fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know what
1: It's not a laughing matter, Vic.
3: Yeah, but, yeah, I know J.T. Miller probably. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who's responsible for that? Who hit him? Does anybody know? Ah, oh, broken hand. Oh, it's another range of crisis. They just keep <laughs> on coming. They just keep on coming. I never see the
1: team. damn. <laughs>
3: you, you're right on the mark tonight with these. Well, oh, I can see tomorrow morning debuting
2: on our Facebook group,
3: and just you know, great guy to talk to. Now we still have a half hour left in this oh. fantastic.
2: That's, <laughs> what clip. Is that? That's not what I thought that was at all. Uh, I was looking wait, for. Where is oh? Here it is. Tomorrow morning debuting on our Facebook group. We'll hear
1: this. (laughs) With a new video. Wow.
2: I forgot you had uh you had like J- uh Jim Gordon mixed in
3: there. <laughs> yeah. Uh I just got a new computer. Yay. Welcome.
1: Yay. And Yay.
3: Um, what'd you get? And now uh, a Lenovo. They make
2: yeah. you, is it
1: a PC Blue.
3: or a laptop? Uh, the Chrysler, Leno- Lenovo PC with the <laughs> Corinthian leather and everything. <laughs> the, the Lenovo is such a car. Yes, uh, they uh, apparently were. Uh, oh, Justin likes Lenovo. I don't. I didn't know too much about him. You know, but uh, I got something um, uh, that serves my purposes, came with a video, really nice video card already pre-installed, so I don't have to mess around with anything. And um, so uh, I think I'm going to get back into making the videos again. So it is the old IBM. That's what I had heard. Yeah. Uh, So that's good. (laughs) So that's the new. Videos may be coming back. Uh, I, I miss doing the voice actually in the stupid, retor- ridiculous commentary. <laughs> so We got a ball in MSG. <laughs> What's that? One?
1: What's that yeah, one We got a pull in MSG. <laughs>
3: what do I gotta put some holes out?
1: And then you got you got this guy you got this guy
3: uh I don't know I don't know I sound like Joe Pesci when I did that one. <laughs>
2: Oh, those those old videos you had where it was just you talking to the webcam
3: (laughs) and you'd have, like,
2: puppets. It was like like Uncle Floyd, (laughs) 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 but a (laughs) raging show, I (laughs)
3: know. You had Kooky coming out
2: of the... (laughs) (laughs) You'd have all these funny hats and sunglasses.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that that was... I was
2: reaching. I expected a a box to open with Max the Gypsy in it.
3: Uh, I, I just so Lenovo's good though. The chat room's saying it's pretty good. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: So Jasper, not so. Send him down fast, apparently to Stanis. But how about Danny Christo?
1: Yeah, he's a guy we
3: have ejected. Let's get smaller,
1: <laughs> if
3: that's possible.
1: But I'll tell you what. When it's, I'm
2: sorry. What? You, you go ahead. You to Steve
1: Hart.
2: Anybody want to get small?
3: Let's get small. Yeah, um uh, who's he what's his plus I was gonna say. But I'll tell you that Matt Zuccarella, man, he is one tough cookie. I mean, not only is he, he, he plays with a little bit of edge and face washing people's big there was a play where he fell down and a guy came and the came back and, and hit him full full on as he got up and normally you thought the guy would go flying. He just stood there like a like a little Tiny Oak. And didn't even budge. He is strong on his gates, that fella.
2: Danny, Danny Christo's got 20 goals, 60 assists, 54 games. What are we waiting
3: for? What
2: are
1: we waiting for?
3: I don't know. Are... He's got a... Ken Jananda doesn't say he's ready yet. Get rid of Ken Jananda, by the way. <laughs> Who's he ever developed? <laughs> yeah, he's never developed anybody. He's never taken a guy that's been nothing, and, wow, he made him into an NHL-type player. Well,
2: no, that doesn't happen until keep, they
3: get traded. T- until they Aaron go the <laughs> Can we get – let's
2: get a look at Danny Christo.
3: They better – why does it always have to be the same guy? I mean, I like J.T. Miller, and he – you know, he should play, but I don't – they need a scorer. I mean, I know they – I don't know. Their up-tempo style, I would think, would lend more to a guy like Crystal. Let's give him a look. See if they if if we can get a little cushion in this playoff race. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I, I don't know. What Ken does. New York Ranger fan in New Jersey, is agreeing with me, and and even Leslie Treff, who you know, of course, I uh, believe, uh, you know, I have a high regard for, is even mentioned about Ken Janander, that. She has no idea why he stole the coach. I just think it, like everything has to be in a, a, you know, has to stay the same in Rangerland. The announcers never leave. The GM never leaves. Anything that's put in place managerially is just got to be permanent. If I go,
2: here's a See, good question. I, I, yeah. If it, anybody that's on their computer right now, which is obviously all of you. Go to Google, and in the search box, type Leslie Treff, T like Tom, R like Robert, E, F like Frank, F like Frank, and click search. And tell me what the second thing is that comes up. I'll wait. (laughs)
3: I'm on a Lenovo.
2: And while we're waiting here, I'll get a little Eddie kick uh, Eddie Layton up here. But who's? Yes, pictures. But who's in the second picture? Left going left to right. It's Chris Kreider and Eddie. If you Google Leslie Treff, your picture comes up. What? <laughs> yeah. It, see, N.Y.R. fan in New Jersey, everybody sees it.
3: Oh, I have. Who other?
2: <laughs> it's you and Leslie. <clears throat> Which again? I guess we've never actually. <clears throat> you uh, you must have tagged her in an episode of the show and used the picture of you and Kreider. Oh. So if you Google Leslie Treff it comes up oh, images there, I am. From, there you are. Wow. <laughs> right
3: next right
2: next to Leslie.
3: <laughs> wow, unbelievably. That's unbelievable. I'm with That's how much of
1: value I am.
3: I'm associated with Chris Kreider, broken hand man.
1: Who is the great Leslie uh, Treff?
2: I apologize that to ask this question, but who is the that goal? The picture of the goaltender in the mask that is also from one of your radio shows. That's from your Hockey Card Night Live. Who is that a picture of? Red and white uh, mask.
3: Yes, yes, yes. So uh, anybody know who that is? Com- I think that's Paul Harrison. Oh, really? That's somebody I've even heard of. Paul Harrison. Yeah. Harry Harrison Harry okay. Harrison <laughs> Yes uh, Yes I think that's
1: uh, Harry Harrison No that's not Radio. That's
3: ABC. Gary Gary Smith No I think it's Bernie Wolf I think it's Bernie Wolf I think Bernie Bernie Wolf Alright I'm um, the uh, Capitals of Flyers jersey that look like I think that's the Capitals I think that's Bernie Wolf Warner Wolf
2: Warner Wolf Okay all right. As Bernie would Wolf say. Well if I google If I google Bernie Wolf Capitals I don't get any pictures of him with any mask That looks anything like that Although he did have a very awesome Stars and Stripes mask apparently at one point
3: that is a yeah, spectacular right. mask. I'm gonna go It could be Gary Innes or Gary Innes. I don't know how you pronounce it. I N N E S at you know Gordon Carteret's No. The J Tartarian. I thought I have to correct you there. I am a connoisseur of 70s of these goalies. I used to, I used Gary
2: to had a cool, Mark had a cool uh, mask too with the capitals.
3: I, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I miss the old missing. mask. I miss the old mask. He had a good one with the penguins in huh? it, You know who has a really good mask? Um, it's an old Cutter Hall is telling there. me that
2: my pronunciation of Dave
3: Tartarin, Tartarin is Tartarin. correct. He was not called that by the Rangers announcers way back when, when I think he played on Roger Gilbert night uh, against the Rangers. And uh, uh, he got, no, yeah, and he got lit up. Is that him? Oh, no, wait. Dave Tartarian was on the Rangers, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? I'm, I'm having a brain fart here. Dave Tartarian, that's how they pronounced him. Um, and uh, the guy that played goal, yeah, Dave Tartarian played on the night, Ron Roger Better night. The name of the really bad Minnesota goalie goal, escapes me at this. Oh, Pete Presty, He was awful. It's one of the worst goaltenders I've ever seen. Worse than JD. And that's saying a lot.
1: Wow. John
3: Davidson. Wow. John Davidson.
2: What? Wow. I am in awe of you. Joubert, a veteran of 16 NHL seasons, scored one goal and assisted on another. He gave the Rangers a 2-1 lead with his 24th goal of the season in the first period and assisted on one goal when New York rallied for four in the third period. The win went to rookie goaltender Dave Tatarian. Tatarian. Whatever you want to call them, on Rod Gilbert night against the Minnesota North Stars. You, you, you're good. You, yeah. you are very good. You.
3: That's why I. Ellison. That's why I. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's just one of those things that I have always remembered, and I'm pretty sure Pete Lepresti played that night for Minnesota.
2: Doesn't mention could have been.
3: Let's see where it mentions who was oh. in gold.
2: It, oh, it's oh, not I'm, a box score. It's, a, it's an article. You probably could find the box
3: score. It might be the if I felt like could it could have been Gilles Maloki, even though oh. it's Gilles Some. I'm looking at this, uh, this Stars and Strife Bernie Wolf mask. It's sick. It's awesome, is it? Ah, oh, man, it looks like some Iron Man would wear. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, like the, the other guy.
3: The Iron Patriot would wear. <laughs> the Iron Patriot. He's got. You know
1: what? Roger He's got, Bear
2: received a congratulatory telegram from President Carter.
3: He also got. Roger
2: um, Bear a
1: like
3: like a a giant picture of all his hockey cards, like each one of them in a giant like big frame.
0: <laughs> and, they I gave that him,
3: and
2: they gave him a station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Says it right yeah. here. And the other Ranger goal scorers that night were, uh, it looks like um, Carol Vadney, Bill Goldsworthy, Phil Esposito,
3: and Steve Vickers. Yeah, what was the night of the game when it kind of find out who played the big, big goal for Minnesota? March eleventh, no one nineteen seventy-seven. All right, 19, how, how many years ago was that? See, I can't figure out how many years ago. Was that 37 years ago? Uh, Something like that. All right. That's almost 40 years ago, and I remember that. 37, 38 years, and I remember that. Why? Because I'm a retard. (laughs) Now, Gilbert can't even remember his own name. But anyway. (laughs) anyway, they're still trotting him out. He was good. Roger Bell was good. I, I did not see him in his heyday. Um, I've only seen, you know, some classic games that I have, you know, him playing. So I kind of missed his. Yes, March eleventh, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, Hank's wife is pretty hot. She's been hot for a while. Yeah, she is. But she's got that Swedish thing. I don't know. They all seem stuck up. I don't know why, I, 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 I put that onus on them. Uh-oh, cut kind of say, are you sure? So, <laughs> anyway, any who's, uh, they beat the Devils, and then I, I really thought last night was going to be a letdown, and it, it looked like it in the beginning, although I thought the Rangers came out with a lot of uh, a lot of compete. They got down 2 nothing. They come back, and then they gave up that late goal in the second, which totally deflated me, and I'm sure that deflated them. But they managed; they got away, and they got it to overtime, and 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 McDonough, who's just having an awesome season, gets that goal. And I mean, it, you know, and a lot of the people, a lot of fans, were very down on the Rangers making the playoffs a week and a half ago. A lot of people we know are like, oh, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. So they kind of – I'm getting winged things again. Uh, They they found a way to win. And I don't think the Rangers are going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't care how hot they get. I don't think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think they're built for it. But what I do think is in a transitional year – okay. In a transitional year – uh, and they have made some strides, and I think they can make some noise in the playoffs, maybe go a couple rounds. I'll take it, because they have to detoxify themselves from all this nonsense that has uh, been happening the last couple of years, and they need to get that power play going, and I really like the player Rafael Diaz. He looked really good out there, and that was another guy I said on the underground uh, that I thought would be eventually replacing John Moore. Now I didn't He's replacing him predominantly now because, uh, uh, not Moore, uh, John Moore, uh, because he's he's been he's concussed now. But you guys got to admit, Diaz has looked good out there. Now Jim had to go, so you're left with me. So um, you're going to have to deal with that. Ha, ha, ha. Now uh, we got somebody on hold, so uh, let's go to the 914 area code. I don't know who this is. Could be Stan. Nine one four four zero zero. You're on the air.
0: What's the matter? Hey guys, what's up? It's Mike from Westchester actually, uh what's going on? Good night. Or hello.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> Mike, what's going on, brother? Not what's, much uh... it, it, it's just a privilege. It's just a pleasure. I, I don't get to talk to you guys that much. I don't get to listen to the show live very much. It just works crazy and everything like that. And any time I get a chance to talk to you guys or see you guys, it's it, it's it's an awesome experience. And it shows this money. Well,
3: so well, Mike, I appreciate it, man. Because you know, it's, you know, basically we do this for the fans, and you know, we do it because you know we're all in the same boat. We're all range of fans. We just want to talk, and we want to talk plainly.
0: So what's on your mind? What are, you,
3: what are you thinking about the team now and, and, and where it's going to go?
0: Uh, first, I just wanted to kind of make a comment. Jim may or may not find this funny, but uh, I think last show, you guys, I think Margaret earlier was talking about the Islanders and having, you know, feeling bad for them and whatnot. And, you know, I'm a big Star Trek nerd. I know Jim grew up with that. And there's one line from Star Trek I thought of immediately. I'm like, I saw Jim says it, and it's, don't trust them. Don't believe them. Let them die. <laughs>
3: Well, um, you know, I've lived on Long Island all my life. My youth, my high school years were filled with Islanders Stanley Cups every year of high school. And I wore that Ranger hat, and uh, it took quite a beating. So anything that befalls them uh, that's negative or ill, I totally revel in. So I don't feel bad for any other team. Because they don't feel bad for us, and that's the way it goes.
0: Yeah, I'm from Nassau County originally. I'm a little bit younger than you guys, uh, but I definitely remember the late '80s and 1940s, during like the uh, you know Tony Granato, Tomas Sandstrom years, and those kids, even when I was in elementary school, like those fans were ruthless and just really uh, tough people, it gave me a lot of shit for many years. And you know when I come back after I moved in '94, it was kind of a little bit pretty sweet, being like, eh, we got the cup now. Yeah, but. but they they
3: still they still very like it's it's I still get it to this day, like because yeah, I, I still live here and it's like they still give me shit about being a Ranger fan. I'm like you're probably one of the most embarrassing franchises in sports since then, if you think about it. I mean, I mean they they even had a documentary about how bad they are. You know, yeah. As far as all well, the, well done, well done, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah, isn't yeah, nasty. People. I mean, no, my friends, a lot of friends are fans, but they can be nasty people. Even, the, God forbid, the, the uh, Islanders beat the Rangers. like get 70 texts and all kinds of oh, yeah. pictures. Yeah. Well, that's the Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's you
3: know that's that's how it is with them. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, so so what are your thoughts on the team now? What are you thinking?
0: I think this has been just. And I don't know how you guys feel. But this has been just a really frustrating, just like grueling year. I've just, it's just been there's been so many nights when. I felt like just uh, I want to flip my wrist or drink or something like that. This team is just so frustrating. I don't trust them in third periods. I know they've had a little bit of luck lately, but there've been so many games, especially before the, the, the stadium series, where they just let third period leads go by, like the Edmonton game, or uh, where they just been letting it go in the like, last five minutes. And so I don't really trust them yet. And honestly, I don't really love. The, I'm not in love with this roster, this personnel. It's kind of like a TV series where. Uh, one of those weird seasons where a couple of the main cast members left, you know, being Callahan and whomever else. And you just don't right. just, love it. And it's like, all right, this is weird. But they're hanging together at the end of the year. Uh, there's, no, there's no trades left. You know, maybe we'll see some call-ups here. Miller's going to be up. I mean, I'm a big Foss fan. I hope he's been killing it in Hartford, playing the point in the power play. And I really hope to see him again, but probably not this year. And, you know, I, I think this is pretty much the team we're going to get. It's a bunch of mercenaries. It's... They're very small. They're, they're, they don't have that much grit. and I can't see them doing anything too crazy in the playoffs. But that being said, I mean, this is who we're going to root for the rest of the year. And you just have to hope that they can play a little consistently, just do what they've done the last four games for uh, the last nine, and go into the playoffs and hopefully some of these streaky guys like uh, Benoit Pouliot or Derek Broussard gets hot and just carry them for a round or two. I mean, they're not going to win the Cup, but I think I don't. it wouldn't it be – totally unlikely if they went to the conference finals if they draw well and they get hot anything's possible
3: yeah i mean that's i think you really hit the nail on the head i mean my assessment is yeah there there's a lot of guy i, I again it's been a, like a team in flux the yeah. whole season and it's i'm not comfortable like as a fan with the team because i really don't I feel like they have like an identity that's kind of like floating. I don't know what it is. It's and, and and until they are able to put together a fourth line, and listen, I think Dominic Moore has played good this season. Um, uh, Brian Boyle, I, I think you all know how we feel about him. Whatever um, you know, uh, uh, corsillo yeah, sure, he's he's done you know better than I expected. But if you're going to be a top-tier team, you need better players that, uh, than that. They need a little bit more uh, grit, but it, their style is going to be up-tempo, so we're going to, this is the way it's going to be with Vigneault, and I don't think we're going to have a, a team like the Bruins. And a lot of people, this is an issue a lot of, I, I get is, the, everybody says, well, you know, why can't we be like the Blackhawks? Well, because, A, we don't have Jonathan Taves, okay? Mm-hmm. That's number one. We don't have Patrick Kane. We don't have anybody on this team that even comes close to them. The only guy we have that comes close to them in talent is in goal, okay? So it, it's tough, you know, and the, and the Bruins too. I mean, they're a big team, but then again, they've got guys like Patrice Bergeron, who's like, you know, uh, one of the best two-way forwards in the game. They have Lucci, Lucci who's really an anomaly in this league now because he can, he's, he's brutal and he can score. I mean, you know, the, not many guys in the league like that. So it, it, it's, it, it's tough. To, to put them, it certainly you can't put the Rangers in that category, and um, until you can, I don't think you really can say you know they got a shot at the Stanley Cup. The only thing good with the flux with the Rangers, as far as I'm concerned, if I could just drone on here a is that the defense and goaltending has been kept intact, and um, that's their bread and butter. But they need to score. And they need to get that power play going again, or they're going to go nowhere real fast. Um, yeah. So, and, and it's, you know what? Uh, just uh, I just wanted to eject. With Richards getting bought out at the end of the season, there's going to be more turmoil. So this is going to, it's, it's, it's going to be a while before it gets all straightened out. And I really can seriously, as a Ranger fan, say they're going to be a contender.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it's drafting, and I think you know, Gordy Clark has done a very good job. I mean, they got close two years ago, and that's everyone. I know is like, oh, why can't we have that team back? But the truth of the matter is, that team, like the 2006 Mets, it was a one and done. A lot of those guys are just half what they used to be or less, and it's just that. What pisses me off is when they trade these like fifth and sixth round picks. I know it's a long shot and don't get obsessive over the picks, but you look know at guys like Andre Pollat from Tampa or like Tyler John, these random guys who are – you, you hit, go for a swing for offenses, hit a home, go for a really offensive guy, and you never know, maybe you can get a 20 or 30 goal scorer out of it. And that's the problem. They have – bunch of they have some scores in their system. You know, like a Duclair and Foss and Lindbergh and guys like that. But they don't have like a real power forward type, and they don't. They're not good at developing those gritty fourth line guys, like they're a homegrown trust or someone like that. And they really got to start right. going for those kind of guys, like a like a Daniel Winnick types of the world. who's going to be free actually. Well, I, th- I think you're
3: right there. I mean, you're certainly right. I, I think the inability to draft, uh, not not just draft, I guess develop. Uh, a playmaking center. And a lot of the guys you mentioned, Lindbergh, came over from Phoenix for Ethan Werrick. So that's where they've succeeded a lot in is in trades or these little moves picking up those guys uh, that were drafted by other teams. I mean, you, you know, uh, Lindbergh, Christo for Christian Thomas, uh, going overseas like with Faust, uh, going overseas with Zuccarello. Um, now I don't know if that is a product of what Gordy Clark and his scouting team has done, but a lot of people, when they say, Oh, look, you know, they'll, you know, some people are critical of Gordy Clark, especially after the McElrath pick, which has, it's, you know, as much as I, i wanted to, I, you know, I endorsed the pick at the time I went against the grain. I was completely wrong on it. I mean, it, it just, especially what they need is an offensive defenseman. And, you know, they passed on Cam Fowler and, I like probably getting, could have gotten Jaden Schwartz or uh, Tarasenko, um, you know. But Gordy predominantly's been good, so I, I, you know, I see. I don't see the development in the minors that they should be getting. You should be getting one or two players every two years that are kind of, you know, out of the loop, or you know what I'm saying. Like not, you know, especially where the Rangers are picking. They're not picking very high. They're never so going to. They need to. Kind of, they're never going to because. Uh, they're never going to be that bad, you know. It's just they, they'll – they have the money and the wherewithal to, to you know, get big-ticket players. So
0: Yeah, and you know. I think the, problem is, yeah, the problem is also this. I mean, Richards, he, he's been pretty he, – he's been awful this year. He was fine the first couple of months, but he's been pretty bad now. And it's just, like, it's just no joy. He goes out on the ice and it's just, oh, uh, it's another Richards shift. But they're going to buy him out, and I mean, people are on, on the web. You're talking about, you know, like HF boards. Oh, we're going to uh, pay seven million for Paul like No, don't do that. That's just a. No, them. no, like, no. That guy's awful. He's not. He's not. He's not even worth five million dollars. And so
3: he's an underachiever. I wouldn't get a guy like that. I, you know.
0: Yeah, and I, so I mean. It, I don't know if they're going to be comfortable for next year going with just, you know, on Broussard, Miller, and Lindbergh or just, you know, picking up, like, a Steve Ott overpaying him. But there's really no elite center that they can get for next season, so it's going to be a problem. And also, there's just not many free agents next year as well. I mean, you, you could uh, put, you know, a condiment here or there, you know, like uh, Nikita Nikitin are people of that level, but they're, not going to really, they're going to have to let some young guys make the team A and B. There's not really much they can do. They're not going to get the next best thing through free agency, so... I don't know what's going to happen. This is definitely a team in transition, and so it's going to be really interesting to see in about six months what this team looks like.
3: Yeah, it definitely will, because I still think the the five and six defenseman spot is completely up for grabs. I mean, as much as Ranger fans want to, uh, you know, and, and a lot of Ranger fans are in love with John Moore, He's he's been inconsistent. He hasn't played all that well. And Kevin Klein, I thought, didn't have a good game last night. Uh, early on, and I don't think he's a long-term fix either. He basically was a guy that, you know, had to shore up the defense because, you know, it was either Michael Delzotto or uh, um, who was the other? and had Connor Allen there, and um, who was the other guy that was playing there for a while? Oh, uh, Falk. Oh, okay. So um Yeah, so, I mean, that basically, uh, uh, Klein was put in that position, so uh yeah, I think there's still more players to come and there's more turnover, which isn't good for us because it's, it's the unknown and you're afraid to make mistakes, but you know, in Glenn Saver's defense, his trades have been good. It's his free agent signings that have been atrocious. The guy can't and especially, I've said this before on the show, is that he doesn't understand the nuances to make a Stanley Cup winning team. There are certain little players, the fourth and third line players. They'll get you that big fish, but when it's coming to evaluating those guys, that can really get you to where you need to be. And let's face it, you know, the Rangers have been eliminated in the last couple rounds because the other team's fourth line has beaten us. Because they, when the other team is, you know, main guys are shut down, um, you, the other team has the wherewithal with their third and fourth line players to step it up, and the Rangers... Haven't, but I think I, I'm still optimistic. Though I have to tell you, I like Vigneault. I like the 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 way he coaches. Uh, you know, I just think for us fans, it's just it's it's a kind of a tenuous time because we really don't. I don't have a feel for the team. I don't know if you feel like that, but I don't really have a feel for this team. I feel like we're just kind of like winging it.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's all these guys on one-year deals who are just—they're just—they're just, just, uh, just kind of here. There's, there's no real emotional investment or attachment to a lot of these guys. I mean, Tuliots played well, and you know, Gressard. I think Pouliot's
3: played better than anybody thought, especially after the start he got off to.
0: Yeah, it was I mean, pretty. I and mean, he's—you know—he's been money pretty much recently, and he's been—he's just been a He's kind of been like a poor man's Tim Kerr. Just going to the front of the net, and just getting pucks. He's even fighting other, yeah. which is hilarious. But <laughs> I got a little bit worried when he started throwing the dukes. I was like,
3: Oh, Ben why are you're gonna get leveled here. But he he did fairly well, he came back in the fight, so
0: Yeah, I'm just uh, really curious what these lines are gonna look like tomorrow going forward enough, Crider out a month. I know Kreider takes a lot of dumb penalties, but I you know, who knows what's gonna happen with the loss. Miller's gonna get in there somewhere. It's having Carcillo endorse it is just redundant, but Maybe not for tomorrow, but it's going to be interesting to see the rest of the way. And they have a pretty favorable schedule. I mean, they should hopefully be able to get in to just go uh, six. I think they should, if they go six and four, then they'll get in the playoffs, no problem. I mean, anything after that is gravy. It's just pure entertainment.
3: That That's exactly how I feel. Just, uh, again, I maybe through the years I've gotten more realistic, like, you know, uh, you know, you always wanted to. Oh, they're going to win the cup. You know, you wanted to get in the cup. I mean, you always think like that. You know, that fan part of you'll never be gone. But they really just this team was in total change mode the whole year. I mean, this this is like a team like Chicago who came in. Basically, they played the regular season as just a warm up for the you know the playoffs. I mean, uh, you know they they're all set and they know. Although Kane is now out for them, but still it's the. It's a big transition year, and you have to say it's not just a transition year from Tortorella, to, it's, a, it's a transition from Rennie Tortorella, who were so defensive-minded, and a team where basically we only had one goal scorer, and the whole team depended on that one goal scorer to to win our win games, whether it be Yager, whether it be Gaberick, uh and now we kind of have a team that... Can can all score, or at least has this year. I think some guys are having careers. I don't think Ben Pouliot, or even even Haglin, who I think is kind of overachieving, which is good. I'm glad he is, um, but I, I don't think you're going to see those guys uh, consistently be 20 goal scorers You know, for the you know rest of their careers. So I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm happy they're winning. I'm glad they're showing. You know, they're competing.
0: And that's all you can ask as a fan, bottom line,
3: is... is, is yeah, come out out to Pete.
0: A lot of heart, and just a lot of... Like, the Columbus game, I think, the best game of the year, and it's a lot of heart the last couple of games, and you just have to keep it up to keep playing. I know they're not really built that way, like you guys are saying, and it's just a lot of small... I mean, they, they have the freaking midget line with uh, San Luis and Zuccarello up there, but, I mean, they just have to keep this play gritty, and... Maybe they could win a playoff round or the two. They, they, they just—they're not built. They're not going to last that way for four rounds. It, it's impossible. Just like they—they're not physically a big team like that. But maybe they could get hot. Maybe they could upset somebody. I, I think they could take Pittsburgh—not not definitely, but possibly. And you never know if Henrik gets in a his groove. If, if he's a recent Lundqvist or a pre-Olympics Lundqvist, then he could win a couple of rounds all by himself. But if he's early October or a, just right after the post-Olympic Lundqvist, then he may be in big trouble.
3: Yeah, we'll see. I, I And you know once the playoffs come, we'll be so into it, we'll start thinking about, oh, wait, you know, if this team gets knocked off and we win this series, I mean, there's nothing like playoff hockey. I oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's that's what I live for. I mean, the regular season's fine, you know, because I love hockey so much. But once the playoffs start, I want to be at the show. I want to be in the show. I don't want to be looking in like the Islanders. Is, it's a failure of a season to me. I feel like a waste of time that if I watch it, they don't make it, so I think they'll make it, and I think we'll all get into it and we'll be crazy about it. And I just don't want to face Washington anymore. I've had enough of them.
0: Yeah, um, so it's getting old already with, with them. But I mean, it's, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll take Philadelphia. I'll take Pittsburgh and anybody. I mean, really, say Washington should be so boring again. But I mean, it's it's enough uh, already with those guys. But uh, yeah, playoff yeah' like hockey is nuts. It's just so funny. Because the winter is, the, I think, the toughest time of year just to get through little short days and just kind of depressing. And hockey, uh, at least growing up, and then this is back in when they had, a, as I said, like the Sandstroms and the uh, Granado, you know, the leech and Richter first came in the league. Those That I, stuff I used to carry me through the school year and get me to summer. just fun. And just it was always – they'd always – we joke around calling call them the second-round Rangers because they pretty much always make that a second-round. Right. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's just fun. It just really – you watch all that there's so much investment and in not to make the playoffs it's just depressing, and if they do you know you carry they carry you a round or two, and it's fun at the very least. yes,
3: well, I thank you for your phone call.
0: thanks for taking I my call
3: guys and um, yeah.
0: Have, have a yeah, great we're here. yeah, we will, and
3: I am telling you, man, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it you know and and everybody in the chat room for coming out tonight. Uh, you take care of yourself as I wind this uh, broadcast up. Um, but uh, thanks for your call. So, yeah, so that's that's the news, brother. Uh, so Chris Kreider is now out for a month with a broken hand. Uh, Rangers got some games against uh, some weaker opponents coming up in a while. I think they're playing Calgary and Edmonton in a couple of days. Uh, which, uh, I don't know, Micheletti and Rosen were going, oh, well, they're still dangerous. I'm like, these teams are not making the playoffs. How dangerous can they be? Uh, So anyway, so thank you for listening tonight. Jim had to step out early. He had um, an emergency call. Uh, There was a birth at his apartment complex, and um, he is a wet nurse. No, not a wet nurse. (laughs) He is, what do they call those people? Uh, I forget. The, the people that come to birth, people. But anyway, uh, I'll think about it uh, when I... Uh, I'll let you know next time. So anyway, good night, everybody, and thanks for listening to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. I'm going to play something as we leave. Let's see. Uh, what do we got here? Anything musically from the past? Well, uh, we did... Uh, what did we do? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Let's see as I... Like, peruse the, the uh oh boy jeez anyway I can't find anything oh boy uh, I got this let's see what I got here of course this thing is not working
1: I'll
3: play you out on the night football theme, because, frankly, that's all I could find. Good night, everybody! Lucian on the radio, radio, was brought to you by the makers of Lucian on the ground
1: radio,
3: Prince Spaghetti, Kansas Wednesday. First spaghetti
1: thing.
3: after apple sauce.
1: Hey, mom! It's Mott's. coffee
3: a The hair care. You got to get your hair cut. it